Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. We are very happy and excited for this episode because it's going to be extra special. But before I dive in into the episode, my name is Gismeri Ramos, and I'm here with my ladies, like always, Kira Kelly. Hey, Village. And Kristen Scroggins. Hey, Mom Village. And we're doing marriage conversations. Yeah. And wow, that's that's my my manly man that is with me, Christian yeah, Ramos. Say hi. Hey guys. And ladies, who do you have with you, Kira? Well, I have my manly man over here, Eric. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Kristen. I've got my preacher man here, Jimmy. That's right. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us. We well, our topic, let me tell you the title first. It's called Newlyweds. And obviously, we cannot talk, guys, about newlyweds because I think we already have a lot of years in our belt, right? So we have with us a special guest. Kira, what do you introduce our special guest? Well, Village, you are in for a treat. We have, I think, one of the most influential, youngest couples here mm-hmm. at our church, family church. They've been married. We will find out in a few minutes how long they've been married. But I think they are absolutely the cutest couple ever. Yeah. And you're going to learn so much from them and hopefully they'll learn a few things from the veterans over here on this side of the table. So if you would please introduce yourselves to our village. Well, we are formally known as the Hot Rods. So <laughs> nice. just want to get that out nice. there. <laughs> my name is Victoria Rodriguez and my husband Christian Rodriguez. And basically, we just want to tell you a little bit about ourselves before we start. Christian, do you want to tell the story of how we met? Yes. So we met in the blazing hot summer of 2019. (laughs) Victoria and I were both working at a Christian summer camp. And being the incredible athlete that I am, I sprained my ankle, (laughs) had to go to the training room. And lo and behold, there, a young college woman Walks in with her own ankle sprain. <laughs> I'm hobbling in with my uh, crutches. One might say it was love at first limp. <laughs> so, and then we met there, got to know each other over the phone because I was living here in West Palm Beach, Florida, working here at Family Church under Pastor Christian Ramos. <laughs> and Victoria was a college student at Texas A&M out. 18 hours away. So we dated long distance for about two years. And we did get a couple times together in the summer. She would come live in Florida and do the internship program we have here at Family Church. And then we got married this past January. January. We've been married for nine months. Ooh, this is fresh, freshly out of the oven. Tons Guys. of wisdom over here. We're we, coming out soon. <laughs> we are ready. So we're going to do some icebreaker questions to our guests just so we can warm up these conversations, but we know this is going to be awesome. So the first question is, what has been the most surprising discovery in the first few months of your marriage? And you at least have a couple of months, so do tell. My first discovery has been, I learned that for most of my life, I've just lived in different houses and different apartments, but I didn't know that 
as a guy, I didn't decorate anything or like <laughs> that it never actually felt like a home. I had like two plates everywhere I lived in college, like two forks, one spoon if we were lucky, and lived out of boxes. <laughs> and even these last few years, I thought, oh, I have a great house. But it wasn't until I got married, Victoria starts going, hey, where do you like keep detergent? I'm like, I'm not sure. Let me find that. <laughs> I know I can find it at CVS real quick. And I'm like, she's like, well, there's lots of detergents. There's like for colored clothes and white clothes. I went, I just used the catch-all, you know? <laughs> so I think first discovery has been how simple I live my life and not simple in a good way, in like a terrible way. And Victoria's already made yeah, our house You made house it sound like virtuous briefly. <laughs> how about you, Victoria? Oh my gosh. The first few months of marriage... It's been a lot of fun. I've definitely learned that I use a lot of baskets. I didn't I didn't realize how many baskets, but I'm like, Christian, we have places for things. Look, I bought you all these baskets. I would come home. I'd be so excited. I'm like, look, babe, I went shopping. We're going to organize the house. And he's like, you literally just bought three different types of baskets. I'm like, yeah, one for our master bedroom, one for the bathroom, some for the kitchen. It was more like one for the shampoo, one for the body wash, one for the conditioner. <laughs> Women don't go for that three-in-one, you know, Old Spice <laughs> bottle that you, with the oh pump gosh, thing on the top. So much of that. Yeah. Sometimes when she's out of town for a weekend, I'll break it out there just for the, for the glory days. Got you. All right. So nine months. Can you share with our audience, how do you feel like your marriage in the nine months has changed your view of yourself? What have you learned about yourself being a newlywed? Well, I'll start us off. For me, I think primarily it's really shown me just how much I want to just kind of control, just kind of like the house, my husband's responses, the way that he interacts. I know that's super. I actually admire you for saying that. That's hard to admit. I know you're out the gate with the hard one. <laughs> wow, that's it. There's some finger pointing here. That's hard Something's to admit. Oh wow. Whoa. We're gonna jump in into the questions yes. before this turns around. But so we have some questions that you guys actually set together and are going to ask us. So why don't you just go ahead and start us with those questions and see if we can bring some wisdom to you guys. Please, we need it. So our first question is, we wanted to know, how did you all build chemistry in your home early on in marriage? Oh we love to host people. We love to bring people into our house and we're already learning. Victoria grew up hosting in one way, I'm hosting in another. So we'd love to know, how'd you build chemistry early on? Well, when we first got married, we had zero money. Mm -hmm. And so we had a really small apartment. And so we had to figure out a way to do free things that we could do together. So we would go for walks, we would have sex, and we would clean the house. And so that's kind of the three things that we did to build chemistry. Do you need anything else? <laughs> that's all we could afford to do. <laughs> Kristen is speechless. <laughs> what do you think, Kristen? I have nothing else to say. I, I need someone else to go. <laughs> the Kellys. You know, one of the things, you know, when we first got married. We didn't um, have any money either. We did not have money. We did not have money. And, you know, we did. And one of the things that we did, we had the little dinner trays. Oh, yeah. And I remember one of the things that was really special was, you know, whenever we'd have dinner, we'd pull out the little dinner trays and sit next to each other. And that time was really special, for me at least. I mean, now we have dinner at the Being table. Being broke? 
you know, well, yeah, young, dumb, and broke. Yeah, you know? well, young, dumb, and broke. That <laughs> describes us, yeah. Yeah, but I think I think trying to make the most of it. So our oh, little yeah. trade time sitting together was for me. I think one the, thing I remember about that time is we would always go to Olive Garden, too. That's right. And we would eat all you can eat. Yeah. All you can eat. We would eat, like, fill up on the, the soup mm. and salad and then take our entree home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yep, yep, I mean, yep. we even talk about that today, yep. how, like, broke we were and we went to Olive Garden. But that created yeah. chemistry for us. <laughs> how, about, how about in terms of chemistry? I've said before so many times I have saved my husband from uncomfortable conversations. And by now, I can save him by just a look or a little like, it seems like he's really engaged in the conversation. But I'm like, hey, sorry to interrupt you, but I need him. It's like, it's okay. I wish we can keep talking. But by now, we know each other how we can signal with the body language or something that mm. we can save each other in uncomfortable situations. How about... Things like that. Like, is that something that you guys early on catch up or that's something with time that you guys learn how to do with each other? I think part of the chemistry is just that. Getting to know your spouse and understanding the body language, the nonverbals, which guys are not very good at. I uh, miss every single <laughs> Every single day. Yeah. Well, here's a phrase you'll get. You'll come to understand and know we need to talk. So when you've missed enough of the signals, you get that we need to talk. But I think part of it is knowing your spouse, understanding the body language, understanding the facial expressions. And that's across the board. When things are good, when things are bad, when it's time for walking, when it's time for cleaning up, when it's time apparently for sex. I mean, those are the... (laughs) Got to send a signal. There's Kristen's face. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for us... I agree. I think it's time. But one of the things that, you know, we would always do, I think dinners were so important for us, you know, just like you guys were mentioning it. I didn't know my wife could cook when we first got married. You know, I just married her for her looks. Let's be honest. <laughs> she's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but although she's yeah, a looker, <laughs> she's a looker, guys. I've no, already kidding. had that episode before, yeah. man. Everybody's we remember, been we remember the jean skirt coming out of the elevator. Hey, guys. <laughs> It's still coming out. We listen to that podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but I remember coming home from work one day, like shortly after we moved in together, uh, after, you know, getting married and she had a meal. Clarifying. Yes. 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 She had a meal on the the table and I was like, oh, you don't need me to pick anything up. And she's like, no, no, no. Like I made you something. And it was amazing. She's always been a great cook. And that dinner time was so important for us to get to know each other, to the conversations we would have about our day or about anything. And remember, she had just moved here a lot like you, Victoria. She had left her family and come over here to Florida to live. And she was far away from friends and family. And so that dinner time was a time where we had one another. I could hear what she was saying and or her concerns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but I still missed a lot of the signals. See, right. So no worries. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. How did you make decisions about jobs and dreams with each other? I'll go. I'll jump in. (laughs) I think when you're single, it's normal to think about your hopes and your dreams and what you want to accomplish. But I think when you get married, that's part of what you leave at the altar. Your personal dreams are still important, but they should really ultimately merge with those of your spouse. And what you're saying when you get married is I'm dying to my own personal desires and wants. And we're going to create something together. So, for example, if one of you gets a job offer or another one gets the opportunity to be, you know, pursue their dream of acting or whatever it is that you have your desire to do, I think the decision now is, is this the best for my career? That's not the question anymore. Mm -hmm. It's what's best for our family. Mm -hmm. 
And that's how you make the decisions. And so, you know, I think it's easy when, obviously, when you get married to not think about that because for however many years you've been thinking about your own personal plans and how you're going to make your career. And while career and all those things are important and money is important, ultimately the decision needs to be what's best for our family. And I would just encourage all of our listeners, if you're newlywed, that at the altar, a lot of those dreams should die. And now they should be reborn with your spouse as an integral part of that and create a new dream together. It's really exciting to do so. So I don't know. No, I, I totally agree. I would like to hear from the other couples. What's their perspective on that? So, I mean, I think that's a good word, Pastor Christian, because what happens you know, okay, I can only speak from my personal experience, so I don't know what it's like to be a working mom and trying to juggle all that. But as a stay-at-home mom, I think understanding that it's not separate. So like even Jimmy has done most of, well, let's be honest, I mean, most of, like other than the first year of marriage, all of the work outside the home. And I've been the stay-at-home mom and homeschooled the kids and had eight children and all of that. And so it's easy for stay-at-home moms to feel like, wow, he gets to go and do all of that, and I stay at home and do all of this, and it feels less significant. But understanding that anything that he does, I do too. Mm -hmm. Maybe not actively, but he can do what he does because I'm at home doing what I'm doing with the kids. And as they've gotten older, that has become more apparent of how important that was because that was the way that we set up our home. That's not the only way to do it, but that's just what the Scroggins did. And so taking joy in his opportunities that he had and has and taking joy in the opportunities I have to kind of keep everything stabilized at home and that we both are doing that together. It's not just him going out at family church and working and me staying at home. It's both of us sharing in that and doing that together and taking joy in what both of us are doing. Yeah, I think the world puts a negative definition that there's no value for you to not pursue your own career mm -hmm. or pursuing your own desires. You know, they portray it as a, you're wasting your time and you're actually sacrificing something for somebody else. And he's the one doing, but in reality, like you said, Christian, and like Kristen was sharing, you know, you're doing this together. So you rejoice in his victories and he rejoices in your victory. So if she gets a promotion or he gets a promotion, guess what? It's for both of us. It's for our family. Mm -hmm. So it's not like who gets the better choice is what's beneficial for both of us and for our future family. So how do we make that decision? For example, when my husband got the opportunity to go to Georgia, it was a better opportunity. Terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was a better opportunity for our family. And it, it was a fun adventure too. Mm -hmm. The reality was a fun adventure. It was his time to actually take a step out of his comfort zone, his family, the area that he grew up. So it was beneficial for both of us. And it was so healthy because it made us depend on each other. So it made us grow. So the world will tell you, no, you're just following his dream. How about you? No, it's our dream. Yeah. It gets better. Well, and to that point, I remember thinking, why would I leave a place where I have all my family, all my friends? I have, you know, all these roots in this place. I've exactly. been here for a long time. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. But when I when I so left, Jimmy, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> no, that it was okay. terrible. Okay, right, so no. I'm writing down. Don't move to Georgia. <laughs> no offense, Georgia. I remember thinking that in our situation, I thought the challenge of me putting myself in a position like what she did 
where she left everything to come and live here with me was actually a, a cool experience for us as a couple. And I was like, hey, let's try it. Why not? And so it's it's developing a new dream together. That is the beautiful part of being married. So I think develop that new dream. Let go of some of your own personal ones and see how you can develop that dream together as a couple. One of the things I'll add to both of those comments, and Kira, I'd love to hear your thoughts too. You know, I was thinking about what you said, Kristen, about, and Jisma also, having this shared dream. One of the things that I've all, I mean, I've worked outside the home as, you know, my wife has worked inside of the home and I've worked both outside of the church and had a chance to work and do some work inside of the church. But one of the things that Kira does incredibly well is Kira has like this circumspect 360. She can see things that I cannot see. And because there are times when, you know, she can understand things about our family dynamic. She understood things about our finances. She understood things about, you know, what future would hold for us. So whenever I needed to make decisions, I would go and Kira would help me see the things that I, I couldn't see. And so decisions about jobs and dreams, you know, it was a mutual understanding that there are things. I mean, I have my blind spots and, you know, Kira has her blind spots, yeah. but that's how we, I, I think me not seeing certain things, Kira was able to help, you know, my career help me see those things. Mm-hmm. I think too, a lot of us, we all got married fairly young. And so I, I really felt like part of building a life is building a partnership. Mm-hmm. So the things that you're doing together, the decisions that you're making, whether it's decorating the house, whether it's how many baskets to buy, <laughs> whether it's what you can afford to do, whether it's where you're going to live or where you're going to work, the idea that you're having these experiences, and I really encourage you know young marriage if you can, because it lets you build this entire life of experiences that you share together. Even when you start out and say, well, we didn't have a lot I know, but that was part of the experience, sitting with the TV trays or, <laughs> you know, like Chris and I going for walks or like having people in our home and trying like, how can we have as many couples over for 10 bucks as as, as, as possible? <laughs> Ramen noodles. So, yeah, we can make it, we can stretch it. But those experiences are part of the formative things that make us who we are. And I think that also builds a sense of partnership because like you were saying, Christian, like every single thing that we've done. We've done as a team. We've done it together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially being in the ministry, you know, if you're in the ministry and you're married and your wife's not on board, that's going to be really tough because because so so for what we do, especially, you know, I'm just so grateful to have Kristen as a partner. We didn't make any decisions that we didn't really make together. Next question for you guys. So early on in marriage, we are realizing that we're in a season, Victoria and I, where we want to have kids in coming years. We want to be able to take adventures and enjoy these first years of our marriage because we know once we do start our families, our lives are going to change pretty drastically. So a question we've been loving to ask couples like yourselves is, what are some things that you wish you would have done differently in your first years of marriage? Okay. I was thinking about that. I think one of the things that I wish we we did a lot, but I don't feel like we did enough of is traveling. Yes. So I was looking back. We were poor. What were we going to travel <laughs> with and on? Damn and that's why we didn't travel. <laughs> Bicycles. <laughs> but with the little that we did have, we mm-hmm. would save and we mm-hmm. would do really fun things together. So just this week, I was flipping through some old photo albums. And if anyone, our younger people, those are actual photos that you print out and you put inside of a book. Oh, we have those. We have okay. Okay. They're, okay. They're in one of our baskets. <laughs> Not in a telephone. She, she buys hers from Shutterfly. <laughs> so I was flipping through an old book and it was a book that I made of us going to Universal together. Yeah. And Malachi was sitting there. He was like, where were we? And I was like, 
nowhere around. Yeah, that was when mommy and daddy had a life prior to having children. <laughs> and I had several books where we took just little small trips yep. together. But I mean, if we had to do anything differently or if we had the finances at the time, I would say travel, get out as much as you can, because like you, you acknowledge, you know, once you have children, your life does change a bit mm-hmm. for the better, but it does change. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't even think about that because, you know, we didn't have any money. So travel was never really on my mind. But <laughs> I do remember that because I remember we rode the Incredible Hulk like 10 times in a row. In a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would uh-huh. never Miles get on that not thing. Be our record yet. Yeah. <laughs> I will not get on that thing now to save my life. But one of the other things I think about, you know, because of the way my life was constructed, you know, I, I worked. My focus was my wife. And I was trying to figure out how life was going to work for a guy like me that didn't have direction. One of the things I did not spend enough time doing, I don't think neither of us was making friends and cultivating friendships. You know, on this side of 50, what I do realize is I didn't build friendships. And we now have friends that we have together built. So one of the things I would say is, yeah, I'm sure you have those friends and those folks who are important to you. I think building those lifelong couple friendships that you get to have along the journey because, you know, as, as husband, you'll need it as wife, you'll need it. And then as a couple, you need it. So in addition to the travel, I think one of the things that would have been, if I could do it again, would be to cultivate some of those relationships earlier on in our marriage. But yeah, the travel thing, I didn't think about that. We'll do some big travel now that well, we have go, a couple go of pennies. Going in that line that you were talking, Eric, I would say cultivate your own relationship too. Because the world will portray, especially in this social media, is very toxic that young couples and even before you get married, you got to have to do this bucket list for you to be happy, you know, and, and have all these experiences and all these experiences is going to actually make it for you before you, you make big life decisions. Because once you have, you either get married or you get that promotion or you get kids, it's going to be down the hill, you know, and it's such a horrible portrayal. Like you can probably go to that trip that you've been looking for as a couple and it goes really bad. And you're like, well, it's not what I hope for. You know, you're never going to have enough money. You're never going to have enough time. You're never going to have enough of anything. We're never satisfied. That's our sinful, you know, mm-hmm. selves. But your own relationship, it's satisfied. It's like you guys been married. So no matter if it's a big trip that you're planning, which is great if you can afford it, or something small, like just being at home and making it a routine, just creating memories that are important for you guys in this stage, because that's going to give you so much for later on when you're kid. Like we used to sit down too. We were broke too. We had our furniture was like, a combination of like different lambs that people gave us and different couches with covers. And we will sit Pastor down. Pastor Kevin just- Mahoney gave us a couch. Yeah. Uh, that we put like three covers over it <laughs> over the years because we just kept using it. But I think the, the best memories that we have from back then, it was just us just going home, having dinner together, just sitting and watching anything. It's just that was so precious. We did were able to get some fun trips because of some family members they have like you know some discounts here and there but mm-hmm. i think your relationship is just the simple things you'll look back and you're going to be like those were my favorite yeah. moments you know what just a thought came to my mind um you were talking about you know the relationship and one of the things i wish that i had done earlier and all right secretary i'm going to pick up on something you said and we we're moving on to the next thought when you said you realized how much you like to control in the home yeah one of the things I wish that I had done was to better appreciate how God made my wife. Mm. Because 
what I thought was, oh my goodness, she just wants to control me. Oh my goodness, if I don't want to take a shower if I come from the gym and I want to get in the bed with my gym clothes on, I think I should be able to do that. And she was like, you will not come anywhere near this bed with those nasty clothes on. I was like, but I would do this when I was in college. And she's like, and you're not in college. <laughs> but... You know, 25 years later, what I realized that was the making of what I just said a moment ago, the things that I cannot see, God gave this woman the ability to facilitate my thinking, which is code for control, nice word for control. <laughs> to help facilitate. But you know, you know, and, and really in hindsight, I wish that in the days of frustration, oh, I, I wish she wouldn't do this. And I'm sure she was saying, oh, I wish he wouldn't do that. I wish I could have seen what God was had already placed inside of her and within me that 25 years, a quarter of a century later, mm -hmm. that really turns out to be the glue in our marriage. Mm -hmm. So do spend time, you know, looking at the things that make you frustrated about each other and then think, you know what, 25 years later, hopefully not that long, that's going to be a very sweet yeah. thing about him or her. How about the dragons? I have the most uninspirational, non-spiritual answer to this question, but it's very practical. I wish, this is so goofball, I wish I would have done a better job of organizing our photos because, <laughs> seriously, do yes. it, do it, yes. because yes. you know what happens sometimes? Your kids graduate from high school and they start asking you for baby pictures mm -hmm. and you have to do a yearbook photo shoot and then your kids get married and they're like, oh, does my kid look like me? I don't know. I can't find your <laughs> daggum baby book. So, so it's a little easier for the people now because everything's digital. But still, in some ways, that's hard because you don't have it organized anyway. You're just like randomly, where is that picture from my iPhone that I just uh, forgot to download or whatever? So I really, seriously, practically speaking, get your photos in order because <laughs> get a basket for your, for your yeah, get a basket because yeah. that. But seriously, that that's that's your memories. Like that's yeah. how you're going to show your children what it was like when y'all were in this stage right now mm -hmm. and what your life was like before you had them. And, and then even when they get older, they want to see yeah. these things. And so I wish I would have done that and I didn't do it. And now there's just junk everywhere. <laughs> Somebody come save me from myself. <laughs> I think that Kristen, you're a little hard on yourself because you actually do have a lot of photos and a lot of neat Yeah, but we're, they're not organized <laughs> in any way. Uh, we can find a lot of them. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think, to kind of tie some of these things together, I would just encourage you guys to think about the kinds of experiences that you actually want to have together and talk about it and then create a path towards those experiences if it's possible. So if you say to yourself, hey, we well, you just really want to go to Europe together. Okay, well then don't just say that like get a budget and figure it out and put it on the calendar and save yeah. some money and do it because if you don't, life just gets away from yeah. you. And so I just think the more intentional you can be about the kinds of experiences that you want to create together before you have children, puts it's not exactly a bucket list like you're going to die if you don't get them done, but put some things on paper, put them on the calendar, put them in your budget mm -hmm. and do it because life just goes. Then you don't have the opportunity. Okay, but I do want to say don't wait to have children before you get to go to Europe or do all those things because what happens is – when you have children, when you're younger, then when you're older, you have more bandwidth in your schedule and more flexibility with your finances to do some of those things. And you're still young enough that you can actually enjoy it. I know from where you're sitting, you're thinking, could y'all walk around Europe for two weeks at your age? <laughs> yes, yes, we can. 
They got those scooters. Yeah. <laughs> we can get on a You can backpack. You can backpack. They got those George Costanza scooters. We'll just be going around on it. Well, this. You wanted to say something, no, honey? No, you're good. I saw like a little. No, it's just. Okay, okay. <laughs> you smell so good. That okay, just went so in a different bing. direction. Some, point, you, some points right there. Thank you. Okay. Let's, let's close her down. Yeah, okay. <laughs> With smelling good and feeling good and having lots of basket and organizing photos, we're going to close this part one. But we have part two, and we're going to get more deep into these questions. I know this is just the overview so you guys can get to know us, but we're going to ask more questions for you newlyweds that are listening. This has been part one. We're going to say goodbye, everyone. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.